A toast. Clink, 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 clink. We have plastic glasses because we're not to be trusted with real tableware. Um, welcome to a special Christmas game of the extraordinary adventures of Baron Munchausen. Uh, the aristocrats do not woo. Oh, yeah. I said, hey! challenge you to a duel. <laughs> but of course, we are not yet in character. We will be slipping into the characters of starting from my left. I am Sir Lord Taylor Fladgate. That's Sir Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Doubly ennobled. He's showing off, really. Mm. I am. How crass. I know, I know. Quite, quite. I am Sylvante Ethanou, Prince of Burgundy Scarves. I, of course, as you all well know, um, the Right Honourable Sir Lawrence de Flambeau. Oh, Mr. Flambeau. Please, call me Sir. <laughs> <laughs> I should call you call right. Me your Royal Highness. <laughs> I'm the ever enigmatic Marquis of Firmchester. Marquis. First name, The. <laughs> <laughs> and I, of course, am Sir Alan of Rigby. It's like that thing. It's like that thing you do <laughs> on the Twitters, on the internet. Yeah, that's uh, that thing. You get famous for. <laughs> you have to play us the song now. We'll dub Let's, it in, in post. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> sing it. Perhaps later. <laughs> <laughs> it's an after-dinner treat. Can I, can I object that he really should sing it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you see. It falls to me to reveal that I have made a grave error. You forgot to have this one? In that, of course, being the last person to fill everyone's glasses, I now have to challenge you to regale us with a story from your grand exploits, but I haven't had time to think of something. <laughs> I <will> ask you. <laughs> when I do believe, sir, that the rules of this gentleman's agreement state that you must tell the story. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> Very well. I pick port glasses at dawn tomorrow. <laughs> I think by dawn tomorrow we will have had enough of port glasses. <laughs> particularly him. It's just not time. <laughs> We've let him have a drink. It's, it's too late. Game is it's too late. Um, I'll happily tell you a story. <coughs> Tell me <coughs> then, Sir. <laughs> Tell me then, Your Majesty. No, oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> of the tale of how you came by your title of the Prince of Burgundy Scarves by stealing it from another man. Ah. Well, that story takes me back to a long time ago. In a distant land, the land known as. Arabia. I'll wager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, been longer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Are you a gambling man? I don't know what I was thinking. It was long ago in a very far away land. Yes, you said that. I loved it, but then you interrupted me. Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you again. I <laughs> 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 so let's take your class. <laughs> it's probably for the best. <laughs> you see, I had been sent as part of Her Majesty's diplomatic corps to the land of Arabs, to the fabled city of Peace. 
Agad. Sorry, did you say the city of peace? Yes, I did. Like, like, like skiing. Like, like snow <laughs> As everyone knows, uh, Baghdad was famous for its skiing before the weather turned horrible. <laughs> I really must. <laughs> <laughs> you warming. didn't even bet on that one. <laughs> and he owned you. Always <laughs> <laughs> that the uh, reason for the change in weather is... Uh, deeply entwined with this tale that you're about to tell. Indeed it is. <laughs> As everyone knows, <coughs> Sorry, excuse flat, me. snow-covered plains of uh, Arabia were famous for their skiing, and I decided I would winter away skiing on the famous pistes outside of Baghdad <laughs> in the crisp, cold snow. On the perfectly flat plains. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they had artificial mountains and things. It was very, very quaint. (laughs) (laughs) Do continue. (laughs) But whilst I was there, Her Majesty uh, grabbed me as I was leaving and insisted I had to represent the crown and nation at the uh, annual Baghdad Skiing Championships. Annual? Yeah. (laughs) Very frequent. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, your lordship. uh, I must have swallowed one of these crab rangoons. And you see, after I arrived in Baghdad, I settled into my hotel, I had a look at the snowfall, I enjoyed the beautiful spires and minarets of my favourite city, (coughs) and I decided I'd do a tour of the Peasts. After all, it was, after all, the city of Peasts. It was! That's true, that is true, we agree, but that's about Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh dear. <coughs> Done already? And of course. Mm, six minutes in. <laughs> Being a cold city. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Where the temperature often fell to minus twenty. And the trees would crack open from the cold, I decided to wrap up warmly. And unbeknownst to me, the colour burgundy was reserved for the family of the Sultan only. I had to think what the end. A dramatic mm. pause. So <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed it, sir. And unbeknownst to me, this was going to land me in a lot of trouble. Um, most people didn't comment at first. As I skied my way around Baghdad, the snow was thick and deep. The ice cold and the snowstorms unbelievably treacherous. But I was eventually pulled up by the royal guards for wearing burgundy. With only a scarf. But who were these foreign devils to tell me, a true British gentleman, I couldn't wear a burgundy scarf while skiing. It was preposterous. So I told these guards that I would not stand for it, and that I would take down anyone who would stand in the way of a British gentleman and his right to keep warm while skiing in Baghdad. That's a right we all know only too well. <laughs> Tragically lost. Oh, for reasons that, that will be revealed... <laughs> Almost instantaneous. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
After fighting my way through several guards, I eventually came up against a member of the Sultan's family. At the time, I was unaware that it was the Crown Prince himself. He challenged me to a duel, recognizing that I was a British gentleman on holiday and that the only way to stop me from this flagrant disregard of the uh, walls of the Sultanate by wearing burgundy, that he would have to stop me using our own cultural idiosyncrasies. The duel. Me, me, a true noble gentleman, declared that indeed I would accept his challenge, and as a challenged party, I got to choose the weapon, and thus I chose the weather. I say so. Surely this must be the time at which you considered you must surely use something a little bit more strategic than the weather. Something more, I don't know, under your control? Nonsense. As everyone knows, I am a master weathersmith. The weather (laughs) obeys my every whim. Much to the foolish prince's... <laughs> oh yes, this is now an official thing. <laughs> Continue. Uh, and so, uh, the right honourable Sir Lawrence Deflambeau uh, uh, <coughs> Deflambeau de has added Master Weathersmith to. The Prince of Bur- Burgundy Scarves. Indeed, you have a thousand title. of my apologies for accidentally leaving it off in the first place. Yes. I will have one of my servants shot and beaten. <laughs> no, in no. that order. <laughs> Fine. It's just going to rain for a very long time over your chapeau. Oh, God. Doesn't that mean like shoe? Hat. No, it's <laughs> It's lucky you're wearing it, really. It's going to be much more unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant chateau. No, no, chapeau is not chateau. Going to leave my hat in the garden <laughs> above my prize turnip. Ah, oh, very rakish turnip. It isn't you wearing that hat. I said it's the gayest turnip. <laughs> Please tell us of this duel. Yes, this duel. Which weapon did you choose? <laughs> Please get on with it. No. <laughs> you keep interrupting me. I'm sorry. <laughs> As I said, I wound up in a duel with the crown prince of the Sultanate of Baghdad, and we picked the weather. Weather? Indeed. Unbeknownst to the crown prince, I am, as has been established and is now indeed forevermore correct, a master weathersmith. He was helpless against my onslaught as I brought the full force of the summer against his icy darkness. We battled for days across the streets and rooftops of Baghdad. But, but surely, sir, <coughs> the, insulting, the, the ensuing floods must have killed hundreds of thousands of people. Alas, this is indeed true. <laughs> so only the poor. <laughs> oh, oh, I did not realise. So many people lost their lives, but... It was the prince who had challenged me. I was just defending myself. So public opinion held me exonerated. As the heat <laughs> of summer melted the peace of Baghdad and flooded the city. The Sultan himself attempted to stop our duel, but it was too late. The Crown Prince would not back down. And in the end, I had only one choice. I made it eternally summer above the city of peace. And now, 
It's not a very nice place to go skiing. <laughs> but having defeated the prince and proven my worth as an English gentleman and destroyed his economy, the Sultan <laughs> had no choice but to submit to British rule and name me the Prince of Burgundy Scarves evermore. What a wonderful oh, story, and an excellent recounting. I've heard it so many times that it brings a tear to hearts of my anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me make it rain on you. <laughs> Is it because I lied when I was 17? <laughs> Have a pretzel. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, these jewel-encrusted diamond pretzels are really tough on the old <laughs> <laughs> But so thematically appropriate. That's why we have the man let's chew them first. <laughs> you know what, I won't have any more. <laughs> They're your man Makes it worse, he knows where they've been. <laughs> now, I believe, Sir Lord Taylor Fladgate Yes. I had a very interesting tale so recently that you had but returned from an expedition. An expedition to the dark side of the moon. I would like you to regale us with how you wound up on the dark side of the moon and how you returned wedded to the queen of the moon. The seven-headed, sixteen-armed <laughs> queen of the moon. Seven-headed, sixteen-armed, fourteen-breasted. <laughs> you must oh. be a very happy man. Oh. It's, you, it's lucky he can play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's not tell the story for him. <laughs> well, it sounds like you already know it. Ah, <laughs> oh, but we want to hear it in your. Uh, I, believe, I believe she's originally from Wales. <laughs> no, she's not. I'm sorry, she's from the moon. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well. Here, have a diamond encrusted pretzel to get your food. Has it, has it been chewed adequately? Shall I, have, shall I have Jerome chew it for you? <laughs> no, I'm just using the nutcracker. <laughs> That's what I call Jeremy. <laughs> I, I, I vote that next month we do this at my place. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> the weather is much nicer than here. <laughs> Well, <laughs> anyway, yes, I shall tell you about how I met my wife. <laughs> um, by the way, are you all enjoying uh, the port? I got it from my cellar. Mm. Oh, yeah. mm. From the future, isn't it? Mm. Considering it's 1762. It's very mm. far in the future. <laughs> yes, yes. I did thought it tasted perhaps, a little bit underaged. Perhaps you could tell us the story of where the port. We've obtained a port from the distant future. <laughs> they never did fix that thing about the bottom of the bottles, did they? No, no. <laughs> wankers. <laughs> well, as you all know, I am an avid stargazer, and I have a deep interest in astronomy, stars, planets, of course. The Earth goes round. Ed, sorry, no. The Sun goes round. The Earth. Oh my goodness! Well, I was going to moment, have to yes. interject there. Oh, yes. <laughs> you almost made me ejaculate. <laughs> Please, in private. <laughs> Please contain yourself and your errant fervor. The gentleman is talking about his wife, man. Be polite. Any. Eat a pretzel. 
Anyway, my fascination is so deep with the stars that I have been sponsoring and funding uh, the construction of a special vehicle that could take one up into the stars. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Very expensive. But, as you know, through the sale of my port, I am able to uh, uh, fund this adequately. And I decided that, you know, being sponsor, I should be the first to ride this vehicle. So I boarded and flew it. It was a very bumpy ride. I'll wager mm-hmm. <coughs> that on that trip, the first and experimental flight, through no fault of your own, something catastrophic happened and you did not end up on the moon. You'd be right. I forgot to mention, I did have a co-pilot. His name was, um, Kerbal. And, uh, <laughs> a thrice-cursed name, I'm told. <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, we were sent off course. And, uh, well, I had to, uh, recalculate our trajectory. And... Sounds awfully yeah. technical. Yes. And uh, it, had, it had to be absolutely precise. There was only so much fuel. We couldn't take that much fuel. With I wager, only, sir. Only so much. I wager, sir, that you very much definitely did not have enough hay to feed the horses required to fuel this machine. <laughs> because it is 17-something-something-and-something. Something something. You're right. <laughs> we used coal. You cannot feed a horse on coal, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very nice. <laughs> I, don't know where, I don't know where this goes now. What, you can, what it, I want to say. Well, you, well, you, well to, to return to the real world briefly, you can either um, say, of course, and keep the coins and invent some reason for how you can feed horses coal, or you can call him insane and add another coin and pass them back. If you would let me finish, yes, we use coal, but we did not use horses. There are better combustion engines that can u- make use of coal. We tried burning hay, but that uh, got used up too quickly. Tried burning horses. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they just got very, very sticky. Very expensive. Incredibly sticky. <laughs> Delicious. Mm, Delicious, though, yes. Ooh. We did We did bring one horse with us to eat on the way. Oh, fellow yeah. cheval. <laughs> Eventually, we got the trajectory sorted back out, and on course for the moon... Firmchester, hand me the biscuits. Now, given Kerbal's um, ridiculous... A please, sir. A prince says now. <laughs> Touché. Given, uh, <laughs> given Kerbal's um, recent uh, cock-up of the launch, I decided I would be the one to land. Unfortunately, I was not very good at this either, and we landed on the wrong side of the moon. It was very dark. Kerbal did always think he was cock of the launch. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, I thought you accepted that you did not land on the moon. But we did eventually. I had to correct the trajectory. Ah, I see. You got there in the end. We all know the story. I mean, I wouldn't be here otherwise to tell the story. I'd still be up there. And unmarried still. Mm. Yes, I'm getting... Yes, that's the best part. I'm getting to that bit now. Now, I'll wager that your reception wasn't initially particularly warm. You're right. There's barely an atmosphere up there. It was freezing. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
Respecting, of course, the uh, the actual letter of the rule, <laughs> not the spirit. Of it. <laughs> Knowing this, we knew we could not visit very long, so we thought we'd pick up some trinkets and rocks and dust to prove we were there. And saw something a bit unusual. It looked like carvings and, and footprints. As it turned out. They weren't just carvings, they were, they were like paintings in a way. As I found out, there was someone on the moon. Someone alive there. And it's not much you can do on the moon, really, so they like to carve paintings just to entertain themselves, you know? Very uh, sophisticated, I think. But obviously, we had landed on the dark side of the moon, so I couldn't see them properly. <laughs> very but true, very true. But you were assured they were of good quality. Well, of course. <laughs> I have some of the uh, carved rocks in uh, the other room. Oh, is that what you, they were? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, can see how, you can see how beautiful they are. I really did think you just bought your yes. um, <laughs> unmentionable collection of toys, but very well. Uh, well. Nonetheless, we knew that there was not much... Look, we can't say very much about this. It is uh, his wife playing the piano, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo, dear. Wonderful. Uh, Chopin, isn't it? Yes. Anyway. Well, we should have invited him. Anyway, we knew that there was not much time to remain on the moon. We thought, whoever is stuck here needs to be brought back. Otherwise they would probably die. I dare say, sir, that there was some far more catastrophic reason that you had to leave with great haste from this dark dwelling of lunar origin. No, don't be silly, my man. I told you. We have a limited amount of air up there. I told you, there's not much air. It's freezing cold. Not only were we going to freeze to death, but we were going to suffocate as well. Oh, oh, of course. Silly me. We thought, without haste... We'd grab this person who was stuck on the moon, bring them back to my capsule, and then carefully, on his second attempt, Kerbal launched the contraption, and we flew back to Earth. Now, during this journey, however, we came out of the dark side of the moon and into the light again. And I could now see our... um, New companion. Oh, so you had not seen her up to this point? No, we're on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> Do keep up, sir. Yeah. Oh, he did explain that. <laughs> and um, well, when when I laid eyes upon her, I was slightly bewildered by the uh, <laughs> by the additional limbs and uh, the extra breasts. Not to mention the heads. And the heads. And the heads. Yes, and the heads. It, to be fair, sir, a gentleman's eyes will only. Raise so high when exactly. she sees a beautiful woman. <laughs> always stares a lady directly in the yes. eyes. But needless to say, myself and Kerbal panicked slightly and may have hit a few of the controls and was we were going to hurtle into the earth at an alarming rate. We, we would not have been able to stop in time. But, uh... Oh, I love this piece. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was one of her breasts. <laughs> but um, put some bras on. It turned, it turned out in a crisis, Victoria is very Victoria. Yes, she's very cool and calm under pressure. 
given the amount of arms and hands that she had, she could take command of all the controls. Sir, I know it's a minor digression, but I'd love to hear how she came by that name. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did love? Later. (laughs) Well, I'm going to eat a biscuit. (laughs) Being alone on the moon, she didn't have a name for herself then. It was only when she got to Earth afterwards, after these events, that she picked a name for herself. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> she picked our greatest queen. Who? Oh, wait, no. It's so <laughs> Sir, have you been <laughs> using the time travel trousers <laughs> again? I, I expect you probably came in at London, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky it wasn't Houston. <laughs> We have a problem. Awesome. Pancras. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, Victoria is very cool and calm under pressure, and she took command of all the controls. With all 14 of her arms, she took command of the ship, and all the buzzers and the lights they stopped flashing. She took complete control of the ship, and we started descending more slowly and more in control. And landed right back exactly where it was the best landing. It was far better than my landing on the moon. And I was so thankful, so in awe of what she had done, that I just burst out. My dear, I love you. Thank you. You saved my life. And that's how I met my wife. A champion story, sir. And excellently told, if I may say. Oh, yes. Well done. Yeah. Perhaps a brief round of applause for... The Lady Victoria Flatley. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Now then, I believe it's uh, it is your turn, Sir Alan of Rigby, uh, yeah. to tell us one of the many tales that you could possibly one of the many adventures you could tell us. Oh, but dozens. <laughs> But which one in specific? You, you of course, you of course must prompt him, sir, as is a tradition. Oh yes, yes, us. of course. Just as as he has alluded to, there are so many. But um, I have forgotten actually the story of how you set up your well, uh, set up your own music uh, uh, industry or and. Um, not, not that wedding. Uh, instrument production. You know, you make lots of instruments of all kinds. Woodwinds, trombones, xylophones. That yeah. particularly Violin. good instrument that has that has the tube and the... And the, and the whoa! Yeah. 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 Nobody ever did figure that one out. <laughs> I bought one! Yeah. Yeah. I bought one. <laughs> Collecting dust, I expect. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it eats light. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, yes, I'd, I'd love for you to... Because uh, she doesn't tell... She hasn't actually told me herself, but I'd love for you to tell me how... Uh, you went into partnership with Victoria and made a instrument uh, factory. How <laughs> successful it's become? Um. <coughs> you went into business with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rigby, I would like to remind you of your legal contract where you may only ever tell stories in the style of Sir Alan of Rigby. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's a legal requirement after all. This could take days. 
Do you want a pad? <laughs> Alan of Rigby. <laughs> oh, that is my name, and I'm here so to tell you a tale. <laughs> How could I fail? <laughs> appear to have run out of port. I'll go to the wine tower. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, deactivate the alarm system. Philistine! I think I shall forgo continuing in that style simply for the sake of brevity. <laughs> shall we just move on? No, 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 no. <laughs> But I must have my glass refilled before I can continue with this turn. Are you oh, saying your throat is too dry for this turn? <laughs> no, it is certainly not. But certainly. I... The man is merely parched. I didn't think we'd get into the second bottle. <laughs> you underestimate. And yet here we are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We probably shouldn't drink the really fancy port that Noel bought for tomorrow. <laughs> no, let's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we could send him this recording and say, listen to this... <laughs> On the train, on your way in, and crying you'll, sobbly. And you'll understand why the 50-man bottle of alcohol you bought <laughs> no longer exists. <laughs> well, the bottle exists. This one to drink a little less so. Perhaps. Hand it to me, I'll have one of my man servants examine it. Uh, no, I think I've got it. You see, it's not one of my ports. Can't it's you, far uh, more difficult to open. Can't you simply open it with the Le Sabre? <laughs> a what? Le Sabre. You know, you know how you, how you open a um, open a bottle of champagne. You uh, you hold it along your arm and you run your you run your cavalry saber along it and normally I hand the bottle of champagne to the bottle and shut on the tip. Boy. <laughs> yeah, shut on the tip. <laughs> it's an Oriental custom. <laughs> do not, not favoured here. But <laughs> do not make me dispose of you using the weather. <laughs> Look, ever since I had that complex system of tornado baffles and lightning get rid of us installed. Yes, but you've invited me beyond the, inside the perimeter. He has you there, sir. Mm. That's why I brought in that sniper. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Carlton took care of them. Oh, anyway, now that, uh, yes. now that Sir Alan of Rugby's uh, glass has been recharged... <clears throat> well, of course... Uh, the instrument manufacturing industry instrument of <laughs> instrument I see instrument okay. manufacturing industry is uh, one of extreme complexity mathematical precision and uh, a dash of creativity uh, but in the end you need to make sure that all of your instruments are rigorously tested now I could not expand my uh, uh, my output until I had found a partner who would be able to take on such a delicate task as this. Uh, of course, I had several servants, but they were all dreadful. They um, uh, they could test the instruments for sure, but they wouldn't be able to play with the delicacy necessary to tell me whether I had a truly fine instrument or a bit of a dud. And so my instrument creations uh, 
wasn't the dramatic <laughs> 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 sting. Uh, forgive her. <laughs> She's very excited. <laughs> That comes much later in the story. I um, I wager, sir, that you are keeping something from us. <laughs> that Victoria would bring up such a dramatic sting at such an important moment in your story. <laughs> You're right, of course. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but... I had the entire lot of them uh, dragged out onto the streets and sent packing... I could not stand the mewling of their instruments any longer, and uh, it was keeping me awake at night, and frankly, I just could not deal with it, so off they went. There was quite a protest at this, uh, but of course, the protest fell on deaf ears, because I had, in fact, bought a pair of ear mufflers to block out the noise that they had previously been making. Um, and so I was blissfully unaware until I'd been later informed about this, but by the time that time they'd already been jailed, so it wasn't my problem anymore. Um, <laughs> Do uh, explain, sir, for being riffraff. Oh my God. Why were they jailed? Uh, I believe that my uh, uh, my friend uh, Sir Lawrence de Flambeau already just explained that. Being riffraff on the streets, <laughs> arrested, perhaps even shot. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well. Who can say? As is only proper. Oh, oh! I'm, I'm sorry. I'm from, the, I'm from the country. We keep the riffraff about three miles hmm. outside big, of our uh, big pits. State. Big pits. Put them in the pits. I, uh, I'm not familiar with the technique. Ah. <laughs> oh, uh, lightning bolts. <laughs> That's how I tend to do it. Now, my search high and low for a partner up to the task of truly putting my instrument through its paces. Came. Your instrument, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, does the Flatgate know about this? Is there something that he's not telling me? <laughs> Came to an end. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's got breasts for you and 13 other men. <laughs> as soon as I heard about the talents of uh, Lady Flatgate, um, <laughs> Sir Lady Fladgate, I think you'll find. Um, <laughs> Sir Lord Lady. Sir Lord, <laughs> Sir Lord Lady Victoria Fladgate. Yes, Sir Lady Fladgate. Um, she. Um, Dame Lady Fladgate. News of her accomplishments uh, and uh, achievements coming back from the moon had spread far and wide by this point across the nation. And so I decided to pay her a visit. Um, I found her not only sweet to be a remarkable pianist, uh, but um, I'm sorry. What did you say? About <laughs> oh, remarkable pianist. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but also with a fine mathematical mind, which of course helped her return successfully from the moon. Oh, um, yes, you have to be all those mathematics required. Mm. Uh, so, I gave her a proposal. Not a marriage proposal this time, but a different proposal. Uh, a proposal that we should together go into business. I would, of course, create the instruments, the, uh... <coughs> well, the bow... That, 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 less said about that one, the better. Um, <laughs> I've uh, forgotten the name. What's it called again? Uh... uh 
I, I think it's the clavis nod. Um, <laughs> uh, I quite like those. What, what, uh, what part of the orchestra does it play in? Um, all of them at various times. <laughs> Do they move around? Do yeah, they, they move around? Yes, wheels? they move. It's great, great fun to watch. Is it on wheels? It's on wheels. <laughs> I believe it's a gas in it anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the advantage of a woman with so many limbs, is that, it, and so many heads for that matter, is that it's uh, possible with only one person to test an entire servant's quarter worth of instruments at one time. Um, well, he's not using the servant's quarters for anything else. <laughs> <now, is he? laughs> Indeed, she was uh, practically a one-person orchestra. And, uh... <laughs> well done, Victoria. Oh, the end of the story is in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, she lacks she lacks the correct timing, having been raised on the moon. Yes. Different time zones, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... And so, not only did I have someone to test out the instruments to the highest possible standard... But I had an entire orchestra at my disposal every night to put on shows which I could charge people to come from miles around to see. The business was a great success. Uh, However... Well, you don't have to tell us that. There was a problem. One night, the prisoners escaped from jail. Yes. You mean your servants? Yes, the servants. Form, form the very servant. same from before. Former mm. servants, not the riffraff. Mm. Mm. Still angered inexplicably by <laughs> their previous firings. Preposterous. One night during the concert, they descended upon the concert hall with uh, flaming torches and pitchforks, which I am to this day unaware how they acquired. Directly from prison. <laughs> However, <laughs> I think the prison farming keep prison. them. <laughs> it's in the mob room. However, pitchforks and torches they had, and soon the cries of protest overwhelmed even the most forte <laughs> crescendos of. Uh, La- Sir Lady Fladgate's playing of the Clavis Nord. <laughs> she is the only person who yeah, knows how to play. play. <laughs> yes, even a dozen Clavis Nords could not uh, drown out the mob. However, being of a sound mathematical mind, she did know the exact frequencies to play which would disrupt the minds of the drooling masses in such a way as uh, to distract them from their goal and the mob became unruly and disorganized and were, through the power of music alone and, of course, my very, by this point, refined instrumental designs, uh dispersed in such a way that they were able to be rounded up by the authorities and the concert continued without further incident uh, and no more were they heard from again and of course Sir Rigby you must end 
the story in the correct manner as you are legally required. <laughs> Why did we pass on all of them? Just because it's fun. Oh, yes, that's right. Of course, that's why we battle, then. <laughs> <coughs> Snord player. <laughs> Though she has several limbs, uh, she can play very well and send them to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful Very story good. of you, Victoria. And your wife, <laughs> talented <laughs> woman. <laughs> yes. <coughs> yes. 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 Possibly <laughs> up to seven women. <laughs> she is seven women. <laughs> is your wife seven women in a French Sorry, just for maths. <laughs> Turns. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> just a momentary fleeting impulse. Now, uh, so it uh, falls upon you, the uh, Marquis of. Uh, it's not the Marquis. The Marquis. The Marquis. Oh, I thought you were yeah. named after the tent. <laughs> <laughs> it's either the Marquis or it's the Marquis. Choose one. <laughs> On the grounds that I think you're not supposed to pronounce the S, we'll stick with the original. <laughs> you're going to draw a tent. That, that, that's, that's enough ease. Stop it. I'm so glad I'm going last. <laughs> Oh, I mean what? <laughs> Tell me, the uh, Marquis of Firmchester, <laughs> how you accidentally invented the Christmas tree uh, by having to use such a decoration as an impromptu disguise to escape detection during a masked ball. Well, it all started when... <laughs> Good though. <laughs> your, wife, your wife really does not know, have any concept of timing, does she? Has she been on the moon again? <laughs> uh, it's the jet lag. Seven women in a train. It all started when I was invited to a mask ball for the um, what was his name again? Some fellow. Rides around in a hot air balloon lot. The Wizard of Oz. That's it. <laughs> I <don't> no. <laughs> the uh, the the Archduke uh, Sir Wizard. Um, he invited a lot of people to this mask ball of the Devonshire Sir Wizards. Mm, mm. <laughs> oh, not the Devonshire Wizards. No, no, not a bunch. Go around dressed a lot in white coats and set things on fire. Yeah. Um, but this particular masked ball starts off fairly ordinary, as one would expect. Oh, great. There are a lot of people wearing elaborate costumes, and some people mm, barely anything at all, I have to say. 
Um. Just... What was his wife there? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Pradgates were invited to that one. Mm. No, just his wife. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the floodgates. Some <laughs> woman in a trench coat. <laughs> but what then happened is something I can only describe as a bit of a, a car. Perhaps even a rhombus? Mm. <laughs> no, 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 if not a rhombus. <laughs> a rhombus. <laughs> I'll wager you could describe it in at least five other ways. (laughs) 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 Oh! Hey! I could, but I really don't have the time. Um. (laughs) After all, if we don't get through this quickly, um. I'll run out of words entirely. Um, that is how it works. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, That's how I ended up sleeping with Queen Victoria that one time. We don't have time for that. No, we don't have time yeah. for that. The, the odd thing was, is that very quickly it started to descend into people deciding to put on what I can only describe as stockings. I'd wager you could describe them in at least three other ways. <laughs> Socks. Pantaloons. <laughs> Perhaps even knickers. <laughs> they were very weird stockings. <laughs> Never mind. I can only help you so much. <laughs> um... Think what would be a third way of describing a stocking? Tights. Yeah. Yeah. No, not these. <laughs> <laughs> they were very loose. Um, Fish nuts. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's just a type of stocking. No, these were actual different words. No, these were no, these were actual fishnets. They had actual fishnets. They had at least three dolphins in per net. Extravagant. Extravagant indeed. Possibly even decadent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Four dolphins would be decadent. Four dolphins. Four dolphins would be an extravagance. So these dolphins began to corral the crowd into some sort of strange dance, and I realised very quickly that <laughs> there could only be one logical outcome to this. Sorry, I've forgotten what story you're telling. Christmas tree, got it. The Christmas Sorry, tree. carry on, yeah. There was only one logical outcome to this. So, I decided I would hide myself amongst the garden. After all, no one would possibly find me there, except perhaps the gardener. <laughs> but he was also involved, and at that moment had at least three salmon up his nose. So, um, I will wager, however... And during your escape to the garden, you were rendered undressed, left in no clothing whatsoever. That is true. But I did, thankfully, have a cod to hand, which is also how I invented the cod piece. Uh, now, <laughs> uh, uh, well, I think 
think that will have to be a story. That will have to be a story. Perhaps. Definitely for another day. I think that Perhaps. was the story. <laughs> the end of time. Oh, let's not go there again. We've already had enough trouble with this Lovely tiny restaurant. Mm. So, while I was out there wearing nothing but the a fi- fish, the fillet, um, uh, I came across this pine tree. Now, pine trees, as you know, are not terribly comfortable things to locate yourself within, what with the many thousands upon thousands upon thousands of needles. Some people like that sort of thing. I've never climbed it. Yes, I've heard. <laughs> From Jeremy, no doubt. <laughs> so I decided the best way to maybe assist my hiding within this tree would be to soften it in some fashion. Perhaps even decorate it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to object to you, but I don't really have enough coins. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I do somehow have all the money. Um, now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But surely... <laughs> uh, Marky... <laughs> no, no, no. Just the, call, call the. me the. <laughs> now, surely the... Um, the what? Of, um, <laughs> sorry, I accidentally struck you. Um, it won't happen again, will it? Take him out. <laughs> the uh, act of decorating the tree must have had the opposite effect. In fact, drawing attention to the tree uh, with its shiny baubles and tinsel. You would think that. Yes. But I no, do think that. But no, because what I decided to do was the most simple solution was to decorate every tree in the garden in the exact same fashion. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> After all, one decorated tree would be strange. An entire garden of them? Perfectly reasonable. Yes, perfectly. Now, when people looked upon outside, they saw the strangeness of the trees... And eventually I was discovered. Yes. At which point I then realised that the only solution was to claim that this was all done in the name of God. (laughs) 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 Oh, sorry. I just remembered something funny. I'll wager this helped you explain your nudity. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because, after all, I was... It wasn't just God, it was the... uh, The dear baby Jesus that I was celebrating, and... wanted you to be naked. (laughs) I was merely playing the part of... The dear baby Jesus, having been just born into this world, wearing nothing more... Than... Your birthday suit. One fish. Which he promptly, of course, turned into several. Yeah. But that was a later story. Yeah. <laughs> and so thusly, with this tale involved, people decided that this was oh, a great God. tradition. And so now everybody decorates their many trees and dresses up in their various fishes. 
every Christmas. Every Christmas, indeed. Uh, every Christmas. <laughs> what a tale. Well, I'm not challenging him to a duel over that. <laughs> no, no, I... Clearly truthful story. I've seen many a gentleman bestroding his Christmas Douglas fur, wearing nothing but a salmon. I'm looking forward to wearing mine. I don't think that tradition has reached uh, Burgundy yet. If it ever does, I'm going to shoot people. It's 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 a Wait, very... are you are you from Burgundy or is just Burgundy just part of your title? I mean, does it, is it both? Oh, I bought Burgundy after I got the title. Oh, it does simplify things. It does. Yeah. It does make things. France easier. let it go for steel because you know that I'd stop destroying the country with weather. <laughs> that would explain why it's so awfully yeah. sunny there all the time. So you could possibly describe it as a tyrant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a torrential tyrant. Have you met the royal family? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Is it your turn? Yes. <laughs> Get on with it. Oh, well, you, uh, you have been following the rules. Right? Yes, yes, I have been. <laughs> you did insist on reading it. <laughs> Briefly. Punctiliously. Briefly. So. Don't use words I don't know the meaning for. <laughs> or that indeed anybody knows the meaning for. Ask him a damn story, alright? <laughs> Look it up, cretins. <laughs> so, I was wondering, sir, having been. having heard all our various tales. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> when exactly did you steal Sir Lord Flood- Floodgate's time machine? And why did you use it to rework history in such a fashion that your face is on the Sphinx of Egypt? Oh, I see. Showing great attention to detail or correct behaviour. Of course, punctiliously. Hmm. Well, you may use this <laughs> word now. I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, that old chestnut. Oh, I've surely told that tale... No, no, the one where you put your face on the, the Sphinx, not the old chestnut. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of the course. old chestnut, we all know that. I'm very <laughs> interested to hear this. I don't know. I did not even know it had been stolen. The thing stole his time machine. He stole it and then brought it back before he stole it. Thanks. Oh. Thanks for the hint there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so it's never gone. That, well, that's why I don't time, remember it. Time travel headache pills. I had enough of that last one. <laughs> that's why I don't remember it. Victoria, timing. Do <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. She's finishing her song to time <clears throat> up so she can begin a new one at the beginning of a story. Well, as well you all know, I haven't always been a man of such generous means. I started out my life as a simple pauper, scavenging for the remnants of things left by the instrument-dragging riff-raff of London. (laughs) (laughs) And I, uh... I used to, uh, as as you well know, um, the storms in London are quite fierce. Quite fierce. Not least due to the application of weather by <laughs> notorious master weather <laughs> I'm sorry, but London is terrible. 
<laughs> Rainstorms, lightning, literal storms of cats and dogs. And... Oh, yes, yeah, sorry about Battersea. I was <laughs> driven from the streets into uh, the British Museum. Uh, which, yes, yes, which, as you know, is uh, open to the public and uh, a good place for any tragic gutter snipe like myself to while away the hours perusing the paintings, suckering the statues, <laughs> and titillating the... Staff? Thing that starts with T. <laughs> Tiaras. <laughs> <laughs> and um, naturally, uh, my eye was drawn to uh, the Egyptology wing. It is one of the largest in the entire world, and indeed the best in the world because it's British. Um, and um, <clears throat> as I spent day after day out of the torrential rain of cats, dogs, Scorpions, beavers, fourteen rested women. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I think there was just one. I, maybe I was confused. Um, you, it might have been seven women. No, you, seven, yeah. seven women in one trench coat. <laughs> um, keeping dry from the rain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think your wife might have been running a scam on you. <laughs> no, no, not at all, were you, dear? <laughs> she's, she's quiet on the subject. Um, my uh, my eye was drawn to the uh, the lead researcher of um, of the British Museum's Egyptology wing, of course, uh, the lady uh, Solara Croft de Flambeau. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Your wife? Yes, that's exactly right. My my wife, who sadly couldn't be here tonight. Why? <laughs> She's raiding a tomb. <laughs> um, for, for the British Museum, of course. Oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> why else? Why? Why else, indeed? Um, and you've met her, of course, all of you. She's a woman of striking, dual-breasted beauty, and other features. Uh, I've, uh, she Which has. you will no doubt at some point recall. Two eyes, several hairs, um, <laughs> a nostril, perhaps even two. I'm a gentleman, I do not pry. Uh, uh, Cuts on the important things. Yes, yes. Yes, I. I know I have. Yes. <laughs> certainly famed for it. <laughs> and But of course, she, she is known, with the exception of your wife, of course. To be one of the greatest beauties in the Empire. A bauble to be beheld and beloved by all. And of course I... I must have her. I'm, uh, this is my thought. I must have her. I must be with her. I must love her with all of my heart, my soul, my very wet hat. And... Sorry, I did on the turnip. It's fine. Um, and I, I... I went to speak to her. I opened my mouth and... She took one look at me and struck me with a fist and said, Get out of here, you urchin gutter snipe. I will not have people of your credence in my museum. And I I am chastened to say, in my fear and shame and sadness, I fled from the museum. And 
But I returned every day, every day, just to gaze upon her through the cabinets. Some days I would wrap myself in toilet paper and hide in amongst the mummies, just longing for her touch. I will wager <laughs> that I scared Abbott and Costello. <laughs> that you wound up spending at least five years in prison after she had you arrested for stalking her. Which obviously sets back your plans to win her heart somewhat. Well, of course, of course. Honestly, I should have realised that mummies are wrapped in bandages and ancient scrolls and not Cushel <laughs> quilted toilet tissue <laughs> with pictures of puppies on it. Suddenly not used. <laughs> Certainly not, sir. <laughs> Hmm. And I was dragged, embarrassed, broken, beaten, and ashamed by the gendarmes to uh, to Newgate Prison, we where gendarmes in London? Uh, they have gendarmes at the British Museum. Oh, I see. Yes, really should have been an objection. I'll let you have that one free. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to make it snow on your hat. <laughs> no, you'll ruin the turnip. <laughs> <laughs> Time travel. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> it's a long old story. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> well, that's that's subjective entirely, I mean. And, um... So, um... <coughs> sorry, my throat is a tad dry. And so I was dragged to Newgate Prison uh, and imprisoned with... Um, yes, I'll try the terrible port, please. Um... <sighs> I was dragged to Newgate Prison and imprisoned in their cells specifically for people who are who have fallen madly in love with uh, archaeologists. There are, there are lots of it's them, a, aren't they? It was cramped, crowded, busy, <laughs> and other synonyms. And Sorry, it brings a tear to my eye. I must take just a brief moment to recall what happened next. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was, uh, of course, when uh, Sir Lord uh, Taylor Fladgate uh, came to provenance. Uh, You remember, you were in all of the papers. The Times, the Mail of Firmchester. Um, And... Being an enterprising sort of uh, dirt raking mud lapper, I. <laughs> Sorry, telling this story was a tear to my eye. It's a tragic tale. <laughs> I, um, I realised, of course, that the device that you'd had constructed to travel to the moon could also, under certain circumstances, function as a time machine. Really? A device. Yes, it's something to do with closed time-like curves. I've got this man chained up in my basement. Albert Einstein? Something like that. Einstein. I'll I'll show you what's left of him later. Um, So, I I resolved I resolved that I would get out of prison. To serving my sentence, I changed a new man, and I would use the device to fix my fate. 
So, what I did was wait until my sentence was up and leave the prison. And I, uh, I, I'm ashamed to be confessing this to you. I, I, I snuck onto the grounds of your estate, avoiding the weather traps, the weird poetry bombs, and whatever you do. <laughs> The, 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 the tents, the, <laughs> the baffling tents, the baffling tents, the covered. mistletoe, I believe. Yes, um, yes. The mistletoe. Oh yes, all of those strangely decorated trees. <laughs> the fall past them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, if one had been decorated, that would have drawn my attention. But all of them being decorated, <laughs> that I really didn't even notice them. <laughs> it's like a bit of a centric garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, sorry, I digress. Um, so I. Um, I bribed my way past your manservant with uh, a single slice of finest ham and um, loaded myself into the device and of course uh, looking at the controls uh, instantly understood how to make it work in the fashion in which I intended to use it. You must have a brilliant mind. I do, I do sir. I, it is no immodesty to say that I am the finest mind in all the world. <laughs> Problem, sir? <laughs> I would suggest that even though you have the may have one of the, one of the finest minds of our generation, you are unable to operate the machine alone. Because as has been established, only someone with fourteen hands can truly fly Sir Lord Taylor Fladgate's device. <clears throat> yes, you're quite right. You're quite right, of course. But as a, I, 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 of course, realised this as soon as I got into the device. That while at first glance it appeared to be operable, at second glance it was inoperable completely. <laughs> <laughs> so. I did the only thing I could think of, which, again, as it's a heartbreaking story, really. I went back out into the streets and I. I gathered, I gathered 13, 13 riffraff lost musicians. <laughs> <laughs> and I sawed off their arms. I sawed off their arms. I. I'm so sorry. I, this is my story, my lament, and my confession. <laughs> I sawed off their arms, and I, with deft stitches, attached them to my own body, turning me into a human... <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Quintilopede. <laughs> sorry to interrupt, but uh, where are those uh, extra limbs now? I only see two. Oh, I took them off when I was done. I didn't need to keep them. I mean... God, I would have looked really weird. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, please. I, I put them on all higgledy-piggledy. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Yours look lovely, by the way. And may I compliment you on your choice of no bras? <laughs> She's au natural. Yes, quite. I might have to put down a rug. Um, <laughs> where was I? Oh, yes. So... I got back into the device, having re-gone through all of those ludicrous and, may I say, trivial traps <laughs> which you, you had 
set out to snare the unwary. I ride really... my way past your bodyguard for a second time with another piece of ham. Remind me to fire him. He really likes ham. <laughs> got back into the craft. Is his name Kieran by any chance? Well, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> got back into the craft and with all of these extra limbs, just <coughs> pulled all the levers <coughs> and I was off. And I flew up into space, past the moon, past all of these charming sculptures, into deep space. And the technical details are too complex to go into here, but we performed a very complicated arc around the sun, around all of the other suns, and then back to Earth. And travel back in time, you see. For this was the intent of my plan, to go back not, not one year, not two years, not three, four, or five years, not six years, nor seven years, nor eight years, nor nine years, nor ten years, nor eleven years, nor thirteen, or fourteen, or fifteen. Cut a long story short, it Let was me press the fast forward button. two and a half thousand years Ooh. to the time of the pharaohs. The fairies? Sorry, you, you went very quiet there. Oh, sorry, I, uh, I trod on my own foot. The pharaohs. The pharaohs. <laughs> Well, you see, I knew that the only thing that captivated my dear Sir Lara Croft de Flambeur <laughs> was, um... <laughs> not tremendous, tremendous belching, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd have to offer me a coin for that one. Um... <laughs> no, you preposterous. <laughs> um... <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> I'm not sure, but Victoria is uh, yes. very excited. It's just the pharaohs, the pharaohs. I knew captivated my soon-to-be wife's heart more than Egyptology was nothing. So I resolved to sneak into the head architect of the Sphinx's workshop and change the plans in such a way that instead of whatever the hell it's supposed to look like it was a reclining pose of me with my face and my supple body. Tragically Tragically? No, you were going to wait. No, 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 no. no. You, you interrupted me, sir. You must continue. <laughs> no, there's nothing in the rules about that. <laughs> <laughs> he would know. He checked. <laughs> nothing. Nothing in the letter of rules. <laughs> Certainly against the spirit. Um, <laughs> I tragically, uh, I had only brought one pencil with me in the time machine, so instead of my supple naked body all I could draw was my head instead of the sphinx's head I see uh, I was going to say sir you had not brought your codpiece with you that's <laughs> quite true <laughs> although the Nile was nearby um, so my adjustments made I uh, spoke to the foreman in ancient Egyptian which of course <laughs> spending so much time in the museum I was fluent in and tipped him a few coins and got back in the time machine, travelled back to the future to before when I had... I 
have to interrupt you, sir. Where did you get the ancient Egyptian money to tip the gentleman in the first place? Oh, I stole it from the museum. I, I'm sorry, I did mention that I was a, a terrible thieving gutter sniper. It's, again, this story is more a confession than anything else. This is true. I tipped the man, travelled back in the future, and of course, when I went back to the museum, like, I travelled back to far before I originally arrived, originally went there for the first time, I saw my soon-to-be wife and she said, It is you, the face of the Sphinx, the person I have been looking for my whole life, and we were wed within 21 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And that is my tale, and also my shame. Thank you for your thank you. Guards, thank you. Arrest this man. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> no, fair enough. We won't arrest you this time. We'll be ungentlemanly. We cannot arrest him. Um, cannot arrest man in his own house. Now we vote <coughs> or something. Yes, the final. I, I mean, we've all told a tale here on this. Mm-hmm. The most hallowed evening. Hallowed Christmas. Of Christmas evening. almost evening. It's I'm very dissimilar that we should be able to split our money two ways if we choose. Alright, that's fine. Does anyone have any objection to that plan? No. So how do we do this? I've forgotten. You, I mean you put money in front of the person whose story you liked. And then whoever has the most money wins. Well uh, all believe, your money or just uh, some. I believe starting with you because you went Yes, uh, yes, yeah. yes. You are you are um, you entertained us with your tale of how I snowy Baghdad. <laughs> right, of course. The city of peace, no peace, no longer. <laughs> well, I think the story I enjoyed the most has to be Sir Alan of Wigby. Of course. <laughs> Such well, thank you, <laughs> Sir. Lord Taylor Ladgate and your beloved wife. Charming. She's <laughs> very good at that. <laughs> it's all arpeggios. Vote. Oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me, I didn't know you were expecting something. Um, I think the best story. Well, not so much the best story, they're all fantastic stories, of course, but I think, uh, I think, um, His Royal Highness set the mood perfectly this evening. Well, how are you going? You have to split it in half. You give all of Oh, is it? Yeah. Sorry. I, I only saw you give Or you may split it in half. You can split half or. Okay. Your tail, sir. Well, <laughs> I only saw you give one coin. I didn't realise that I was only had, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I only had one coin to give. I only had one coin to give. You brought a small purse, sir, <laughs> for this. I brought the same purse as everyone. I've Gathering of well, noodles. What burden do you have? I have two and three to give away here. I believe, and this is very difficult. Um, they were all fine stories. Yeah. I I did very very much enjoy the story of the uh, of the beasts. I shall miss the beasts. I'm now lacking thereof. Uh, but I also think that uh, 
the story of the invention of Christmas trees was a fine tale, and so oh. I'm going to award some points over here. Oh, you, you, um, you, you flatter me, sir. The sheriff, your thoughts. <laughs> you really do need a better name. <laughs> Wait, do you give away the coins you've just received as well? No. No. All oh, right. Okay. Pots. Yes, I was going to say because otherwise that would be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Unless, of course, you take the coins afterwards, travel them back in time, and redistribute them to the people that you just took. I got in a lot of trouble with the mint that way. <laughs> it's not a story for this evening. No, really, really, story really, for really, another time. Another time. Another time. So Didn't even get a fire shark this week. Uh, so I also have quite a substantial wealth, and I feel I should be generous. It is, after all, the time of Christmas. And Which you partially invented. Uh, no, no, no. I merely invented... This very cod piece that I am wearing today and have been this entire evening. I wondered what that smell was. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I've got selections of fish for all of you later. I'll have one of my manservants dispose of it. No, 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 I have. Sea bass, please. Uh, sea bass for you. A uh, big old ras, please. <laughs> ras for you. Oh, do you have a fire shark? Uh, <laughs> he got in the thing! <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Then I am afraid I cannot wear anything. It's against tin. his religion. I do have some tin sardines. <laughs> Only a fire shark can be noble enough for my royal blood. And indeed, your royal genitals. <laughs> now, what shall, are you? Shall we? Yes. Very well. I haven't forgotten the shark. It hadn't had it. I have to say that I greatly enjoyed <coughs> both the amazing tale that can only be described as a once-in-a-lifetime trip to the moon. I'll wager oh. you can think of at least <laughs> Once-in-a-lifetime, unique, uh... <laughs> and never again. <laughs> um, unique, original, flavoursome. Mm. I clearly see that I now need to bring a thesaurus if I ever attend <laughs> one of these evenings again. I'll wager. <laughs> That you know two words for thesaurus. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word book. <laughs> That's two words. <laughs> it's hyphenated. <laughs> no, sir. I challenge you to. <laughs> the time for dueling has passed. What are your other favourite stories? The other favourite story. It is very difficult to say. I mean, we have the amazing poetic tales. Of Sir Alan of Rigby, which can only be described as poetic. <laughs> Several words, probably, none of which I'm going to say. <laughs> well, since we now have the theme tune to just a minute, could you finish this off without any further hesitation, <laughs> deviation, or repetition? Umming platypus. Hesitation. <laughs> Does that mean I get to cast your vote? No, it means you now have to take over. <laughs> yes, and cast your vote. Um, however, I feel that rounding off this evening, uh, the dear Flambokes uh, told us quite an amazing story that can just not be described. <laughs> Thankfully, sir, you are too good. And I, of course, as a gentleman of style and conviction, vote for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, I just, I just, of course. 
Kawasan dam. I agree that you started the evening in fine form, an excellent performance, sir. The city of peace shall never... The city mm. of beasts. <laughs> Turning one tiny slip of the tongue into a tale <laughs> of the ages. But just because you made up two weird, stupid poems on the fly, here, have some coins. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So... Who is the victor amongst us? Tis not I, poor, sad. I am not a victor. I am you, Taylor. You are probably I destined have nine to the again. coins. <gasps> I have a feeling that is the winner over there. Nine, four. I have five here. Wow. A fine tail. Your highest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now let us all return to Baghdad. I'll no, no. Surely the withdrawing room. Well, Baghdad is... Yes, yes, that's fine. Anyway, probably time to turn off this infernal devil box of yours, sir. Thank you all for joining us for an entertaining evening. A recap. No, wait. (laughs) (laughs) He did the thing. He did the the thing. (laughs) Right, okay, so where do we start? (laughs) (laughs) There was a fire shark? (laughs) No, that came later. Port. Port, Port, yeah. The city of peace? 